Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Petrano. Ten minutes after eight on Wisconsin's Morning News this Tuesday morning. So glad you're with us on the one-year anniversary of this program. We may spend a little bit of time reflecting on that a bit. One you year ago it. today, you, me, Greg Pancake Hill was not yet a part of the program, right? Greg, what did you start? A couple of weeks he in? He started late. Yeah, something in March. I was still on nights here but, in February. But we knew like, he I think was like coming. two weeks yes. in the 13th, maybe? Yes. We knew you were coming, though. It wasn't yeah. Oh, like, yeah. I do. Yeah. February 28th, 2022 is when this revamped Wisconsin's morning news came on the air. Grateful for all of you who are still listening. Thank you. (laughs) Still hanging in there. I want to do something first, though. And we were just talking off the air, so I'm kind of calling an audible here because we had a couple of stories that are fascinating to me, and they're in the news today, and I think they're connected. There's connective tissue here, and I'm on to it. I, f- I figured it out. So you don't know this, but okay. I just figured it out. All right. Greg and I talked it out. I've what got the, it. What the tissue is? Yes, I've got the connective what the tissue. are? How these two are not the same, but they're connected. What it is that connects these two stories that we talked at length about in the news today. Let's start. With, and the two stories that I want to talk about and how they're connected is the COVID lab leak theory that has new life now. And the revelations from Fox News that there were Fox News hosts who were knowingly peddling crap post-election and still went ahead and did it. And that's different than, well, look, we were putting people on the news and they said what they wanted to say. And that was it's not for us to say it was or it wasn't. They knew. They knew it was crap. The deposition shows that they knew it was. They talked about it. At length, Fox chief Rupert Murdoch in a sworn deposition saying, yeah, no, our guys expressed doubt about this and expressed doubt about that. And we even talked about whether or not we should even be doing this. I think he even has a quote in there. I'm not even paraphrasing. It's not red. It's not blue. It's green is basically what he said. And they knew they wanted to placate then President Trump and a lot of people who wanted to hear that the election was stolen. And they were noting, according to this deposition, that the ratings were not good when they were not on that narrative. And so... They pushed a narrative that they knew was crap. But back to the COVID thing first and how these two stories are connected. The thing, I I should have pulled the bite because one of my favorite movies is Fugitive, right? Harrison Ford, right? I did not, I didn't shoot my wife. I don't care. I don't care. Tommy Lee Jones. And there's the situation. Won an Oscar for that, by the way. Right at, who did? Tommy Lee Jones? Yep. Did he? Mm -hmm. Warehouse, hen house, outhouse, dog house. Oscar winning performance. Well, he was great. And there's a scene right after the train crash where these guys get out and, you know, we already knew that Dr. Richard Kimball had escaped. All right. But uh, the narrative on scene when they first got there, when the U.S. Marshal Service got there and was that, nope, nobody got out of the train wreck. The prison bus got smashed by a train and everybody's dead. There's no way nobody got out. Mm -hmm. And the marshal then tommy lee jones's character is trying to say no we need to set up a perimeter we need to lock all this stuff down and the sheriff on scene is like no look like i talked to everybody here this you came a long way for nothing no story here there's no fugitive and then next thing you know one of his guys comes up with leg irons that are empty <laughs> tommy lee jones says i'm always curious when i find leg irons with no legs in mm-hmm. them how'd this happen sir who held the keys sir they said to that one goof who was on the prison bus you care to revise your statement sir what you want to change your bullshit story, sir. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, yeah, he might have got out. 
Oh, what? wait a minute, a minute. That's the COVID lab leak Keep story. Keep going. You know you want to finish the scene. Listen up, people. <laughs> Your fugitive's been on the run for 90 minutes. Average foot speed over uneven ground, barring injury, is four miles an hour. That gives us a radius of six miles. Now, what I want out of each and every one of you is a hard target search of every gas station, residence, warehouse, farmhouse, henhouse, outhouse, or doghouse in that area. Checkpoints go up at 15 miles. Your fugitive's name is Dr. Richard Kimball. Go get him. That is without a script. <laughs> that is just the way wow. the Toronto operates. And the Oscar goes to... <laughs> You're welcome. A I couple... could see it coming. I could see that. I, I knew you had it in there. Thanks for asking. <laughs> now we're way off track, though, because I was making a serious point. That, the whole discovery... Wait a minute. For a while, you told me that everybody's dead. Now, all of a sudden, I got leg irons and no leg irons. That's the COVID lab leak story. Because people were on that initially when COVID broke. How'd this possibly happen? And you have... The one place on earth we're doing the most coronavirus studies, the one place on earth, and I read an entire book on this, so I'm, I'm right on this. The one place on earth where they knew the next six closest relatives to what we were seeing as COVID-19 as a novel virus, the one place on earth all those next six closest relatives of COVID existed was in this lab in Wuhan where coincidentally COVID broke out and we weren't even allowed to discuss it because it was a conspiracy theory. It was, it was debunked immediately by the scientists. And anybody who talked about it out loud was either canceled or kicked off of Twitter or whatever. And it was immediately just pushed down, pushed down, pushed down. You can't even look here. Don't look behind this door. And now it's starting to leak out. Well, that door's still actually open. And there's not proof. There's a mountain of evidence, but there's not proof. And those are different things. But the COVID lab leak theory is still alive as it should be, as it should have been from day one. And I'm not committed one way or another. There are, of course, plenty of explanations that suggest it could well have come from nature, like viruses so often do. I'm not committed to one or the other, but I am committed to the scientific method, which is challenge every theory. Challenge, challenge, challenge. And we weren't allowed to do that. How does that relate to the Fox story? And where are the ligaments? I so want the tissue. The Fox story is that the hosts kept trotting out people like then-former Mayor Rudy Giuliani, who even they knew had clearly gone nuts for much of an American hero as he was post 9-11, he'd clearly gone nuts and was pushing not just some theories that didn't quite add up, pushing lies, making stuff up and putting it out of the airwaves. Sidney Powell, do you have my Kraken bite? I'm going to release the Kraken. <laughs> Which is such a great bite. And even I was watching the news, trying to get it from all different sources, watching CNN, yes, but also watching Fox, trying to figure out who's who's got the real story here. And I was waiting for Sidney Powell to release the Kraken. The Kraken never came. And they knew there was no Kraken. And still they were out there peddling this stuff and peddling this stuff, peddling this stuff. And they were peddling it because... So what's the connective tissue here? How were we allow? How do we allow ourselves to be misled in either direction? In this case, what is the connective tissue that I'm seeing between these two stories? Eight five five six one six one six twenty is the Old National Bank talk and text line. Old National Bank, get old. Eight five five six one six one six twenty. Commence primary ignition. I've got the connective tissue. I think I'm on to it. I wonder if folks agree. 855-616-1620 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Listen up, ladies and gentlemen. Our fugitive has been on the run for 90 minutes. 
Average, average foot speed over uneven ground, barring injuries, four miles an hour, that gives us a radius of six miles. Running scene, running scene, running montage. Ready? I got it. Gas station, residence, warehouse, farmhouse, hen house, outhouse, or dog house. Where do the checkpoints go? Okay. Who are we looking for? Your fugitive's name is Dr. Richard Kimball. What do we do with him? Go get him. Yeah! <laughs> Day 21 on Wisconsin's morning news. First guy I remember who was able to get away with saying out loud what a lot of folks thought but could no longer say on Twitter or Facebook without getting dinged or even kicked off. That COVID, yeah, maybe it did leak out of that lab and we should be looking at that. It was John Stewart. Remember, he had just, I think he was just done with the with the Daily Show. Fresh off the Daily. Oh, it's been a few years, right. but yeah, it could have been while Almost he was couple years ago. his projects. He's on Stephen Colbert. So wait a minute, you work at the Wuhan Respiratory Coronavirus Lab. How did this happen? And they're like, mm, a pangolin kissed a turtle. <laughs> and you're like, no, I, you, you, the wait, name wait, of your lab, wait. if you look at the name. So now news this week that the U.S. government continues to, and, and in fairness to the Biden administration, they did reopen that door a crack Maybe a year ago, even where to they said, into oh, the we're lab. not done. Right. We are looking again at the lab leak theory yeah. and our government agencies trust them or not are still keeping that lab leak theory open. But it was immediately debunked following uh, the announcement or the the growth of covid from an outbreak to a pandemic. And that's my concern. There is not even that it's right or it's not right, that it wasn't allowed to be debated. We're comparing that to there's connective tissue and why that was allowed to happen and why we were able to tamp that down to what's happening now. Revelations from Fox News boss himself, or Fox boss himself, Rupert Murdoch, that, yeah, our guys knew that Sidney Powell et al. Give me the I'm going to release the Kraken. Yeah, they knew there was no Kraken and they kept putting her on and were allowed to deliberately mislead people. So you say there is connective tissue ligaments, if yes. you will, between the two. What's the connection to this? 855-616-1620 is the old national bank. Talk and text line to the phones first. Rome is with us in Milwaukee. Morning, Rome. Good morning. Thanks for taking my call, and I'll try to be brief. But what I'm thinking is that the, that the one thing that the Trump administration was, it was all about the money. Uh, and so Fox News bought into that, uh, went into the lie, the big lie, because they know that they can make money. Where I think it all ties together is that uh, the Biden administration also didn't want to piss off China, so they wanted to keep that narrative uh, about you know it coming from Wuhan as uh, you know they didn't want that truth to get out there because they didn't want to piss China off. My son at that time was in China uh, coaching basketball over there and teaching math uh, with uh, Yao Ming and Stefan Marbury. And when he came back in October of that year, he told me that there was a virus going around and people were getting sick from, and they thought it was coming from the open air markets. But basically, I think there's a, a big thing with the money, the grifting that was going on. Fox News knew that they could make money. Uh, they wanted to please Trump, and Trump made a lot of money off all the merchandise and gear that him and the uh, My Pillow guy and some of the other people were selling off of that. So Thanks is the connective tissue the money? Rome says it's money. Rome, thank you for that call. It He makes great points there. It wasn't the connection that I was looking for. It wasn't where my brain was at. Not that what he said is not right. 
you know, like there, there are absolutely is that. And in fact, in terms of the money, what was the quote you read from from Murdoch in the deposition? Uh, he is. They were asking him why he kept having Lindell on if he knew that Mike Lindell was peddling conspiracy theories that were BS. And he said, "Well, it's not red, it's not blue, it's green." Meaning, so money, money. To me, there's a there's a broader connection to why this was allowed or why it happened to us. Because while both of these things happened, people bought in. They bought into the idea that the lab leak was not a plausible explanation for how COVID came upon the earth. COVID-19 specifically, mm-hmm. we've had coronaviruses, but how COVID-19 was released upon the earth, how this came about. And we also had people who were wanting to tune in to Fox and believe what they were being told. So what's the connective tissue? You got any good text on that? Here's one from the 414. I think this is your winner here. Yeah? We'll see. Good morning, guys. The connective tissue is that people increasingly only want to hear what they already believe. This on both sides of any issue and is why we can no longer meet in the middle. (laughs) I'm going to release the Kraken. I think that's it. Our... Failure at some point to be open-minded. We're so committed to our own ideology, or even in some cases, the ideology of our team. Do we even lack our own personal ideology now? It's just like, well, I'm right or I'm left. I'm a Republican or I'm a Democrat. My team says this. I'm, that's where I'm mm-hmm. at. Have you even thought it through? But even whether or not it, it is your own ideology, we're so committed to our own point of view, what we think we want to hear or what we want to believe, that we can't anymore be open-minded. I think that connects these because then, right, if you're of the Fox News crowd that didn't want to believe that President Biden won the election, you went to a source that was feeding you what you wanted. It was that high sugar content. It was the stuff that was great. And, you know, you know, when you have one donut, you just want another. I want another donut. Right. And it's performance art. I, I think sometimes we often forget that what we are entertained by is exactly that entertainment. That's what it is. And on the other side, in terms of the covid stuff, or even if you want to go back to Trump collusion, folks who wanted to believe that. We're tuning into the other networks, CNN right. and others yep. who pushed. Yep. No, no, I have a source that says this. I have a source that says that. It was all crap. You got him on nothing. Maybe you don't like the guy, and maybe there are a lot of things that you don't care for, but the whole Russia, President Trump, then-candidate Trump, colluded with Russia to win the election. is not true. And then you go back to COVID, and here's a theory that should have made perfect sense to anyone. If I told you right now the Shinland virus... Shinolindin virus <laughs> All right. was now infecting people in Atlanta and it became a global pandemic. And there happened to be a CDC level four lab in Atlanta where the CDC is based or thereabouts. Right. And the only lab on earth or the most prominent lab where we study the heretofore unreleased, unknown novel Shinolindin virus was the exact spot where the pandemic broke out. The world would rightly be looking at America and go, what did you idiots do at your lab? <laughs> right. That's not even that funny. (laughs) Never before seen virus on the planet Earth. The outbreak happens in the exact same spot where they study this thing. They've got it warehoused there. Everyone would look. Now, let me ask you this. Would that have changed anything as far as the craziness of how it was handled? (laughs) Who thinks what? What was right? What was wrong? How much money was doing this? How much was put toward that? 
Don't know that it would have. And and in terms of why the whereas I think there's a more direct impact yeah. from what happened with Fox News. For sure. They're not they're they're all fruit, but they're not apples to apples. Yeah. You know, so maybe they're apples and oranges, but they're still all fruit. They're also the interests, you know, in the scientific community of and I'm not there yet on this, but there is some reporting on what sort of butt covering was going on there because mm-hmm. was my organization, whether you're talking about Dr. Fauci or some of the other CDC types or WHO types, was an organization with which I'm affiliated responsible for funding or encouraging this type of research that may have gone on at the lab. They wanted to cover their tracks. Again, I'm not there yet, but to the earlier point, that theory should be out there. We should look at it. And you shouldn't try to shut everybody up who wants to raise important questions. At the same point, then, right, we just don't have this ability to be open-minded when all the evidence is right there in front of us, when we're told the Kraken's going to be released, and there is no Kraken for us to finally just say, there's no there there on this. 829 on Wisconsin Morning News. Lost in the serious point that we wanted to make in the last half hour about some of the Fox News stuff was our local connection, our Wisconsin connection. Former Speaker of the House, Mr. Speaker, Paul Ryan of Janesville, is actually on the board of directors for Fox. And he's also noted in the deposition with Rupert Murdoch. Multiple times. Yeah. It's brought up because, as as Murdoch and others said, yeah, no, we knew that this was... Not true. We knew that this was all phony and fake, yet we allowed it to continue uh, regarding the uh, the false election stuff, the accusations and whatnot, that the hosts knew, that the information was there. They all knew, but they still did it and peddled it. House Speaker Paul Ryan, the former House Speaker who is on the, uh, the board there, kept saying, hey, guys, we shouldn't be doing we this. We should not be doing this. Was the maybe the lone voice suggesting as much? I don't know. He comes off... In what I've read, and I've certainly not read the entire thing, but from what I've read extensively, is he comes off as basically being one of the only, one of the, if not the only, voice saying like, mm, "We shouldn't be doing this." Isn't that so, Paul Ryan? Though, if you think about it, like one of the most influential lawmakers, uh, leaders of our time. Anything he ever said, no one ever paid attention to. I don't want anybody to listen to me. All those years as House Speaker, before he was House Speaker, a longtime congressman, he wanted to talk about Social Security. Can you hear him in the caucus? Like, guys, I think we need to run on Social Security. It's going to go bankrupt. And, you know, the math. There you go with your math, Ryan. Kick him out. Knock it off. Quit talking about it. You think it was, you know what? I bet it was like that forever. I bet I, I bet when he was in high school and was on student council, <laughs> same issues probably. What did we say earlier? I don't think we should have the dance here, guys. This <laughs> I, I looked into the background of this facility. Come on, Ryan, doing it. It's where we're having the dance. He was the comps uh, here every year, Ryan. He was the president don't of the fraternity. It. I'm sure he was leading like the Delta Kai's through and. <laughs> I don't think we should have pledges jump off the roof, guys. I just, I just think that's a come bad, on, Ryan. Boo, Ryan, boo. It's just booed by the other. Okay, well, I said my piece. He led the neighborhood association for a while, where he lived in Janesville. I'm sure condo association. Yeah, I, I think guess. we need to do these. I think we need to do roofs sooner rather than later, guys. We're going to have league. whatever. Ryan. Nobody wants. To we want that. another pool table. We're building a pickleball court. <laughs> boo, Ryan. Oh man. That poor guy. 
Who's the boo guy? Who's the boo mayoral candidate? Who am I thinking of? Boo Ben Canop. <laughs> you ever seen that one? Wow. Boy, that's a deep I cut. I was going to say that is a deep cut. On the YouTube. Boo Ben Canop. Boo Ryan. Well, no, but you could make the argument that he could have resigned from the board. It is a fair criticism that's been levied on him that he didn't speak out loudly enough, publicly enough, or demonstrate, like, right, I'm so outraged by this that this is not me. Right. And I think that's fair. I haven't. Whether or not that would have left a mark, who knows? Fair question to ask, no doubt. I just like your idea of him at the board meeting, sitting there <laughs> hey like, guys. guys, I don't know if we should be doing Ooh, oh, God. <sighs> Okay, let's, let's do another hour on Social Security. Sure, who would you like to have? <laughs> Boy, that sounds like riveting <laughs> right. TV there, yes. Paul. Right. Ooh, bankrupt. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you let the TV right. producers do the TV stuff? Do the line about kicking the can down the road. <laughs> Cole's cash. All right, that's the other guy. (laughs) That's awful. I don't know if any of that's true. But that's where our brains went on Wisconsin's Morning News. Eight forty-five on Wisconsin's Morning News. Kind of an underwhelming anniversary program, don't you think? Like, should we have done more? Just the whole show. On the one-year anniversary? Yes, we should have turned, looked inward here on this one year. Yes, one year ago today, for the first time I was in this spot. Well, I filled in on Wisconsin's afternoon news mm-hmm. a few times, and certainly was no stranger to being on, on the, the radio, air with yeah. you guys. Right. Yeah. But first time as host of Wisconsin's Morning News, Eric had done mornings on and off through a number of tours. Did you have a tie on? I'm trying to remember. I did not wear a tie on that first day. No. I have worn ties at other times. I was going to say, you struggled with that. I know that part. Well, people ask me all the time, you know, oh, it's nice you don't have to wear a suit anymore. It's not. I do not like getting dressed now. It was very <laughs> easy to get dressed for work when I was on TV. I'd much rather wear clothes that are uncomfortable than well, have to choose clothes to wear. There is that, right. Is, am I more comfortable in a sweater and whatever I'm wearing of today? Of you are. I, I suppose I am, but the, the stress, the anxiety comes from... When I was on TV, and you know, it went back and forth. Various news directors paid closer attention to what we wore than some others. But pretty much the standard on TMJ4 was dark suit, light shirt. So it was blue, black, gray, and the darker the suit, the better. The lighter your shirt, the better. So preferably a white shirt. Okay. If, you had, yeah, you if you had to deviate, a light, light, light blue. And then my one boss, Bill Bear, I always say, you want to be creative? You want to be colorful? Wear, wear an interesting tie. I don't care what you do with your tie. But the rest is, this is the uniform. Okay. So every day, that was what I wore. I mean, the biggest thing I had to do was pick out socks. I matched my tie to Susan, for God's sake. <laughs> yes, I barely I even had to choose a tie. So I remember... So now I have to get dressed. I remember that for a while there, it wasn't terribly long, but for a while there, you kept saying, ah, both hands on the wheel, both hands on the wheel, because as soon as you got comfortable driving the car, if you will, of this show... You'd take a hand off the wheel, and yes. all of a sudden something would happen. Like you'd forget uh, to read something forget that you're to supposed read to read it. or whatever. And it would like you'd get so frustrated with that. Like, ah, God, both hands back on the wheel. And then we got to this point, which, again, it's been played before, but I'm happy <laughs> okay. that you are comfortable enough to allow this to happen on this very radio station. It's WTMJ's Vince Vetrano here. And I played sports my entire... <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong? Man, 
(laughs) 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 Both hands off the wheel. That was your fault. (laughs) 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 And Pancake broke you today. Oh my gosh, you did. You're easy to break, though. Way too easy. I shouldn't even count as a point because I'm way too easy to make laugh. What happens is, uh, honestly, I think usually it's not deliberate. Like, I'm not trying to get you to mess oh, up right, on the right. air. Likewise. Greg's not doing the same to us, or likewise. Right. But we, when the mic's off, we'll talk about other stuff. We might even react to something, even if it's something short like a soundbite. We could be in a 10-second soundbite. I look up on the TV. Some person popped up, and I'm like, hey, look at this guy. And you, it's right before you're supposed to start talking. <laughs> always. And then always. Just, and you can't get out of it. Completely disrupts me. I just remember that first day, like being scared and not like scared, long-term scared. Like, I wonder if this is going to work because I was fairly confident, you know, what I wanted to do and what we could be and what our show would be. And I felt like we would put on a show that people would want to listen to. And I thank all of you who are listening right now for either sticking with us or joining new and being new to the show. Thank you so much for doing that. But I remember just being scared in the actual technical operation of the program. Four hours were... You know, in TV, even though I had a collaborative voice, I was part of a really big team. TV, I always say, is a team sport. A mm-hmm. lot of people involved in everything that has to happen. And in here, it's, it's Pancake. It's yeah, you. Smaller it's team. me. <laughs> and Debbie comes in when she comes in. Yep. And Brandon on sports comes yep. in. But right, nothing happens but for really the three of us pushing the buttons and making it work. And so I was just like, what if I don't know what's happening next? <laughs> what are we going to do? <laughs> <laughs> and there were probably a few of those moments more than I'd like, but um, no, I definitely thank you. I would not have have grown to the point that I have without you. I said you've been carrying me for the last That's year. That's not true. Pancake came into the program what a few weeks in? Yeah, I want to say like maybe three weeks. Two you were or three weeks after your first show. You were super excited, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like, I love nights, not to just, like, disparage what I used to do. You hated Scott Warris. He was still yeah. do. Right. Yeah. No, absolutely as do, not. As do I. Well, right. Vetrano, Vetrano I would say. I love Scotty. I miss him. Vetrano would say it to me all the time, like, who, who is this guy? Who's Greg Hill? Like, who is do you remember our first meeting? You mean at the coffee shop? No, I mean, like, oh. over That's Zoom. Right. We went out to coffee. I forgot. The first time you and I met? Yeah, like over, it was over, it was over Zoom, and I knew this was going to be great, because it was like, all right, like, here, this is going to be, this is Greg Hill, he'll be your producer, Greg, you know, say what's up, and like, my mic was muted, and it was just <laughs> such a bad look, and Vince, right off the top, oh, this is the producer, great, can't even turn on his friggin' mic. I said that? Yeah, oh yeah, big time. But you had to know I was joking, I right? was, oh, I did, oh, and I was like, this is going to work out just this fine. This is going to be just fine, I, I think maybe we're going to get along. Oh, boy. So here we are, one year in, first year, as I said uh, this morning, this is uh, just the next, the, the first day of the rest of our careers. I'm really excited to go run upstairs and see the giant cake that probably was Probably. In. Balloons. Scafidi's <laughs> going to be up the there. Donuts and everything. Hey. going to jump out of the cake. Oh, that's even better. <laughs> even better. Oh, I hope not. Happy birthday. <laughs> we'll bring in Steve-O next on WTMJ. WTMJ, W277-CV, and WKTI-HD2 Milwaukee from the Annex Wealth Management Studios. This is News Radio WTMJ, a good karma brand station. on Wisconsin's Morning News. Want to mention tomorrow our day-long broadcast, Annex Wealth Management 
presenting WTMJ Conversations 2023. It's sponsored by Smart Spaces. And Steve, you will figure prominently into our lineup tomorrow. Who will you be spending time Got with? Got everybody tomorrow. I've never had a lineup like this. It's unbelievable. Both of the candidates for Wisconsin Supreme Court. Hello. <laughs> We've got... The mayor of Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And his wife. And his wife, yes. And yeah. we're actually going to explore some of that stuff. You know, political ambition is something that 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 phrase has been attached to Mayor Johnson. So I'm going to get her take on, on all of that. They have little kids, Robin, mm-hmm. obviously. Yeah. So, you know, what's that like to live in Milwaukee, given the things we talk about? So that's going to be fun. Oh, by the way, the governor will also join us, Tony Evers, and the man who I say is the most powerful politician in this state, Speaker Robin Voss. And I, I know there's a governor. But I say it for a specific reason. He will join us as well. That's just in two and a half hours. And then yeah. the rest of the day is amazing as well. We've got a lot going on throughout the afternoon. So we throw out the clock, long-form conversation, a little bit less commercial to make it easier to have those conversations. And it lasts all the way into the afternoon. It'll be great. And this is kind of a cool thing as well. From our partners at TMJ4, Charles Benson's going to sit in with me for an hour with the Supreme Court candidates. Oh, very nice. Isn't that wild? Excellent. That's I great. I love it. Pro's pro. No, you know what? You know who's going to really love that? Charles, because TV is short. Yes. In and of its nature, it's short. If we did a three-minute interview on television when I was anchoring mornings, it was like, what are we going to do? How are we going to fit that in? You know, here to, to sit down with somebody for 15 minutes or a half hour is, I mean, he's going to love that. Yeah, interesting that, the, and you probably know him way better than I do. I, I've casually known him for about 10 years. Uh, we did like a, 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 like a fun pre-show prep call on Sunday, an hour long. Yeah, it was. <laughs> just chatting, it. just chatting about politics. Awesome. I love it. Yeah, he doesn't like you, by the way, Charles. He always he spoke me. very poorly of you. <laughs> oh, my man. So it's that'll be make awkward tomorrow. Interesting vibe <laughs> oh, in the Char- room, then. Charles is going to blow. Who would you say that for? It's not <laughs> true. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> no. Oh, that's weird, then. Okay, we'll get no, through it. We'll, we'll fight I through made it. that up. I know you What are you working on today? I've been wrestling with this one because a lot of people have been, I don't know what you get, but I get a lot of email away from the show, and it's not uncommon for the talk show host to get that. And I'm wrestling with the idea of what is the identity of Wisconsin when it comes to politics. We talk about the extreme Republicans, supposedly, in the legislature. We talk about a governor, Tony Evers, that's very liberal. We have a split Senate, right? We have very liberal Tammy Baldwin, very conservative Ron Johnson. Does the Supreme Court race play into that? And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look at it from a perspective of maybe voters are saying with the early support for Janet Protosiewicz, Maybe we like this back and forth, this give and take. We, maybe we don't hand over all the power to one party or another. That's, I think, the true identity of Wisconsin politics. That's what we're going to explore in the first hour. I'm fascinated by this stuff. And that's going to be powerful because this is a overstated, obviously, a big election. I'm going to talk about the money coming into it, which is a, a overwhelming. So let me ask you this about the money. And this is just layman's, and I'm pulling out from the from the ideology or the candidates themselves, but just a layman reaction. With so much money going toward Judge Janet P. at the moment, will there be a moment when they look at that and the, the national money may be turned off for, for Kelly only because they see, yeah, you know what, it's not worth the energy leading up to April 4th. You mean throwing the flag and say, yeah, kind of. I, mean, I don't we, think so. Seen that from I don't time think so. Though. Not in this race? No. Okay. Where are they so far? Because I hadn't seen it. Like, just, just based on our observations here with 
the numbers four local or three of the local stations we got four six and 12 all on the air here and all i've seen today is anti-kelly ads yeah i think i what i saw yesterday was uh exclusively yeah protose which either her campaign or others advocating for her was like a million dollars kelly was zero until i think yesterday about one hundred and sixty thousand ish came into his campaign so you'll start to see those ads oh, for sure. in local come. media yeah. I don't think he's ever going to catch up. Matter of fact, I'll ask him about that tomorrow. I don't think he'll ever catch up. I don't see them throwing in the flag. Obviously, this is a big race. I don't mean he won't throw in the flag, but if some no. of the donors, would. yeah, I don't think I don't think so. It's throwing in the towel, you guys. <laughs> yeah, what am I saying? <laughs> right, Eric said it first. Throwing uh, the flag man. is the penalty. Throwing sorry, in the towel yes. is where see, you're it's all about the, the NFL boxing. and football with me. I'm sorry, you nailed it. Of course, yes, that's cool. why. Hey, oh, by the way, happy anniversary, which Thanks. is the same as my anniversary, also the same day. Is it? Yes. So how many for you? Six. Six years yeah. of Steve Scafidi yeah. and three more hours today. Some people would say five years too much for me, but we'll, we'll go in a different direction.